This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by your brilliant leader, Edwina Baskerin. Edwina is the Chief Clinical Systems Informatics Officer. She's with Clinic, uh, obviously one of the great, great systems in the world. We're going to get a chance to talk to Edwina today about the role of Chief Clinical Systems Informatics Officer, how she got there. Uh, she's a University of Pennsylvania nursing graduate, also Catholic University of America. Edwina, what a pleasure to visit with you. Tell us a bit about yourself and about your career and about Mayo Clinic. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to sharing this time with you. So a little bit perhaps about my role. So my role as the inaugural Chief Clinical Systems and Informatics Officer at Mayo Clinic is really about bringing our system together and providing some um, support to our practice to ensure that the voice of the practice is represented in all of the different clinical systems activities, whether it be implementation of a new system or maintaining the systems that we currently have. And so what I appreciate most about it is most people really look to a role like mine and, and think that I'm extremely excited about the technology, which I am. But really the role that I have is about the people and how our practice interacts with the technology that we have. And that's what really motivates me to get me out of bed every day. And, and, and take a moment on that constant mix of technology and people, technology or people. What's that right balance? Are both just so important to make these things work in the long run? That's a great question. The, the, um, the people and the technology part it's oftentimes I find that the people part in the culture, the organizational culture and the organizational dynamics oftentimes weigh more heavily on the implementation success of a technology than the technology itself. So how we adopt to that change, um, what is, where is the organizational culture, the moment, the feeling of a, a given culture and how it's acceptance of a set technology. So for instance, in the middle midst of COVID, there was you know, laser focus of, of COVID changes through the technology and how that was adopted is completely different than what we see now in the post-COVID era, where we see an increased appetite for new technologies and how is it uh, embraced and uh, adopted by our clinicians is completely different. So that's really what interests me in terms of looking at how the organizational culture is at any given moment and how its effect on the success of how that uh, technology is deployed in the organization. Thank you. And talk a little bit about, I, I, I will ask you in a moment, one more technology-driven question, but I'll stay away from that for a moment. Talk about what you're most focused on and excited about heading into 2024. As we're finishing kind of wrapping up the era of clinical systems implementations, I think the most exciting piece that we're looking forward to in 2024 and beyond is what we're going to be doing with the data. So first, in terms of data's effect on practice changes, use of generative AI in alleviating administrative burden, helping our practice support um, AI algorithms into practice, weaving that in into a seamless way. I think that's one avenue by which um, data can be impactful. 
The other aspect is really looking at interoperability and how does the data need to work seamlessly together across organizations. So this morning, I was able to see the agreement signed under TEFCA um, and the first QHINs uh, signed the agreement, which was very exciting today, this morning in Washington, D.C., the witness. So seeing both of those happen concurrently, both in terms of the impact of data to the practice, but also data interacting in a way that's interact with, with many different organizations on behalf of the patient is exciting, is exciting to watch. Thank you. Take a moment on career and leadership advice. You've had a remarkable leadership career, uh, just fantastic. Now leading a part of Mayo Clinic, one of the most prestigious systems in the world. What advice do you give a young leader, an emerging leader, an emerging person in their career? What, what advice do you tell somebody? I think the first thing for evolving leaders that I would offer is that they should know themselves. So uh, know your strengths and your weaknesses and embrace both equally. Uh, so for areas we tend to, as leaders, focus in on our weaknesses, view those weaknesses as opportunities to um, bring in resources or bring in, bring in comrades and friends that have those strengths that you may not have. Um, so I think that's probably the first lesson that I would give in terms of uh, knowing yourself. The second thing that I think I would offer evolving leaders, um, especially in this day and age, is just as part of knowing yourself, we, we live, especially in healthcare IT, in a, um, a hybrid environment. We do a lot of remote work. We have uh, remote teams. And so bringing those uh, pieces and parts together is a different leadership skill than having, um, having the ability to always bring teams together face-to-face. So from an evolving leadership perspective, as we embark on this new age of work, knowing when to bring the teams together and knowing what work can be done remotely, I think is, is increasingly important. And then the last thing I would offer, Scott, um, is that with knowing yourself, learning how to manage organizations in an, in an uh, evolving kind of hybrid model, the third thing I would say is really around prioritization and being comfortable with not getting all of the things done on any set day. Uh, so I think as I have evolved and I've learned across my career, we're always going to have things at the end of the day that we're gonna get to. And that's hard, I think, coming up through, um, through the ranks to appreciate all of the things that we have to say no to, uh, but that's equally as important as saying yes to the things that we have to get done on in any given day. Those are the three things that I would I would offer. No, I think that's actually wonderful and concise and to the point. Know yourself, your strengths and weaknesses, be aware of both of them and, and thoughtful about both of them. Um, in this hybrid sort of technology world, how you work with people in this hybrid world and paying attention to that and, and dealing with it and thinking about it and working through it. And then finally, just prioritization. Again, nothing is important and almost the old concept of Peter Drucker, knowing what to say no to or what not to pursue is so important. I, no, I love that. Thank you. Adrena, anything else you'd, love to, you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Anything else you'd like to share with listeners today that I've not asked you about? The only thing that I would, uh, other thing that I might offer that I am excited about also is the, the notion that we're taking, um, so one of the things that we're looking at at Mayo Clinic is also what can we decommission from a technology perspective. So um, we look at lots of new technology. I think with equal fervor, we need to look at what 
technology has outlived its usefulness and what can we decommission to make um, our technology ecosystem more simplified. And so I would offer that as another aspect that as we're looking to new technologies, also pay attention to those technologies that you want to decommission that's outlived its usefulness. Thank you. It's a fascinating perspective because as you look at technology, and I, I, there's some technology that people just love and embrace, it's fully utilized. There's so much that is sold into system, tested, but really doesn't take off in the right way that it should, uh, and, and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, and making hard decisions about where to focus. It, it just, and it also goes back to some of your thoughts on prioritization, but, but so important. Edwina, I want to thank you for joining us again. Edwina Baskerin, incredible uh, leader at Mayo Clinic. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much. Have a great day. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.